Yo, what up, people? It's your boy, Trap Dave. You know what it is. You know what time it is. Needle to the groove. You know how I feel. You know how I do. You know you know what it is, bro. Every time when it comes to this DJ shit, I always tell people DJs over rappers. Even though I love my rappers, man, but it's DJs over rappers. I do this for the DJs. Y'all know how I get down. And today, today I got a special guest in here. When I say this is my guy, this is my brother, man, we really rock together. Like... A lot of people don't understand our relationship, but we have a we have a real tight relationship off mic, talking about music all the time. You know, he's one of the youngest in the circles with me, so it always is like, yo, we can relate, you know what I'm saying? Cause we used to be outside with the OGs, you know, shout out to the OGs. But um fresh off killing my other podcast live show. Shout out to WWTB, shout out to Reese. Blaze and Dez, you know how I do when we talking about podcasts. Um, fresh off killing that, man. So it was only right that I invite this guy. We got a story to tell, too. Because uh, one time he had a DJ battle and I was there front row going crazy uh, for my man. He got cheated that day, too. But we're going to talk about that. But um, he never really talks, right? So I'm trying to get him out of his shell, man. We're going we gonna, to uh, dig into his history, man, so y'all can get a... Uh, uh, a better view of this guy, man, because everybody think, you know, he just this creative dude that don't really come outside, man. But we're going to talk today. So welcome to Needle to the Groove, my man DJ Dane. What up, what up, what up? <laughs> What's good? <laughs> Put the mic a little bit closer, bro. Put the mic. Don't be scared to talk into the good? mic. Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, we good, bro. How you doing, man? I'm good, man. I'm good, man. I'm good. I'm happy to be here. Thank you for having me, man. Hey. You know, we talk all the time. You all, you listen to both my podcasts, so it's only right that I get you on the show, man. It's only right that we get to talk. Um, you said you listen to every episode of Needle to the Groove, so I yeah, super appreciate that, man. Um, you know, we do it. I know saying doing the shit for the culture is cliche, yeah. but we really love this music thing, right? Gotcha. Like, I always tell people, you know, I get in debates and arguments with people. I'm like, you like music. Which is fine. You might even love music, but do you love the art of music? A lot of people don't. True. They just want to be entertained. They just want to hear the music and feel good, which is a dope feeling. But I think me and you, you know, we relate because we actually love the art of music, yeah. how music is made, you know, the technical aspect of, of, of music. You know, across the board. So I think that's where our bond is. And that's why I can call you about these records and this record. And we can nerd out about this. So um, we're going to jump into this interview. Um, as you know, since you listened to the show, my first question, why DJing? Man, well, why DJing? I love DJing. You know what I mean? Ever, ever since I remember, my dad was a DJ. So I seen my first DJ setup when I was maybe three or four years old. So ever since then, man, it was just go time, you know. I just love the, the look of it. I love music. I love being able to manipulate music and, you know, just be able to do my own thing with it because I never really could rap, you know what I mean? Yeah. I like to dance a little bit. You know what I'm <laughs> a little bit. Michael Jackson was my guy, so, you know. Nigga thought he was heavy D out I there. Was always <laughs> a, a dancing little nigga around, but, you know, more so anything, it was just, you know, and I love hip-hop, man. Like, hip-hop was... It was my era. I grew up in it. Yeah. So I could. I had to take something from it. I can't draw. Like I said, I can't write. So boom, DJ. DJ is where is that? Yeah. Um, 
What was the music like in your household, like, growing up? Oh, man. So, my mom listened to a lot of R&B, like, okay. all, a lot of old school R&B, like, Glenn Jones, The Gap Band. Mm. Man, like, a lot of, I, it's, it's hard for me to go, like, Mary J. Blige, like, everything from, from so she did from the 80s to 90s that's your with it. like she was she was everywhere a little bit of 70s too like and i say my grandfather too so my grandfather be everywhere with his music he listened to lots of a lot of roger Troutman, all that so a lot of a lot of barcades mm. a lot of that type of music so i listen to a lot of stuff man i'm coming up word shout out to roger Troutman, ohio ohio in the building like, you know man, ohio I legends mean, we we actually Ohio actually provided the funk for so many, especially California. But you know that's a whole different subject. So, what was the first? What was the first like tape CD you purchased hmm. with your own with your own money? Okay, well, my first tape that I purchased with my own money was Spice One. Oh, Trigger got no heart. Yeah. No, no. Before that, dude, that's Mission Society sound. Oh, that is. That's ninety three. Before that, uh, East Bay Gangster. East Bay Gangster. So, okay. So it's like that was the first, 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 first album that I bought with my own money. So that was a tape, or yeah, I bought the tape. Okay. The tape. Did Did your parents have vinyl in the house, or did Did your mom just play like CDs? Because well, like I said my dad was a DJ, so I I would see his vinyl. You know what I mean? So okay. he had a lot of. A lot of vinyl, but I wasn't allowed to really touch it. You know what I mean? Oh, word. That, was, that was his money, so he didn't really want me <laughs> messing with it too much and messing with the needles and all that. I didn't know what that meant until now I got a DJ and I understand what it is with the needles and all that. So he didn't really want me touching it. Yeah, especially back then with the with the with the needles from back then. Yeah, um, it was a whole different vibe. Yeah, a whole different vibe, bro. Yeah, cause like me growing up, like my my aunt was the was the music one and. Uh, in my family, like, you know, my parents love music, but my aunt had the vinyls and everything. Um, was you like, uh, was you that kid that like had all the tapes and CDs? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Yeah, you, you had the folder book and everything? Yeah, yeah, I was that guy. Like, I was a, I was a nerd dude that like walk around with my headphones all the time. I always had a Walkman, something, something of a sort of Walkman, CD Walkman, anything like that. I always, I always had all the CDs and the tapes, like, whatever dropped. But I didn't listen to everything though. Like a lot of okay. stuff I didn't really get into. So I didn't I like what I like. If it was on BET, VH one, I really like what's really shocking. I just like a lot of eighties like pop. Word? Eighties like, pop is my you know what I'm saying, my go to. Like, yeah. I like a lot of eighties pop. Yeah, I, I think uh that's where we definitely relate, you know, growing up in Newark, it it wasn't nothing but pop. You know, yeah. I was uh I don't know if you can remember, like, Casey Kasem's Top 40. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. That, that shit, shit. I'm old, bro. That shit, like, shaped me musically, you know what I'm saying? So, when did you decide, like, what, what was the moment you decided, like, yo, I want to be a DJ? I mean, the moment... Yeah, like, okay, do you so remember the specific moment? Let me like, break it down to you. Like I said, my dad was a DJ. That really, I seen it, I, I liked it then, but I, you know, I wouldn't think about it then. I got a little older, and my cousin is the one that really got me into this DJ thing. Shout out to my cousin, DJ Psycho, man. Juan Thomas, like a lot of people know him, but that's what really got me into really, like, DJing. You know what I'm saying? Did so, he, did, uh, he from the city? Yeah, he's from the city. Okay. Yeah, he's from the city, like, and, you know, that's who really got me into it. And what, it, what made me want to do it, he had it set up on his washer and dryer at his apartment. He's 18 years older than me, so it's my cousin. So, you know, 
he had it set up on his washer dryer, and I remember hearing him just doing stuff. Like, he was really doing, like, the mixing and all that with the vinyl, and it was just, like, that's when I knew when I seen him. I'm playing Sega, and he in there doing that. <laughs> and, I, and I hear that, like, I'm I'm not even thinking about this right now. I want to see what he's doing. Ever since then, man, it was just, it was go time. It was go time with me, man. Yeah. So, um, when was it, like, uh... Did you ever did you ever work with his equipment? Yes. Did he let, let you? Yeah, yeah, that that's yes. Like he he showed me. I can never forget the first thing he told me when I was just he he would see me watching him. So he would say, "Well, you want to do mm-hmm. this? Don't you want to try it?" I'm like, "Yeah." That's and, dope. And the first thing he said was, "Now you want to make the noise or do you want to DJ?" And I was just like, "What you mean? Now make the noise is wicked, wicked." Yeah. You know like the, the noise that everybody says when they. Say you're a DJ. Like, are you DJ? Wicked, wicked. Oh, yeah. so, that's, that's what he said to me. So it was just like, I want a DJ. And he was like, all right, cool. So and then, then he, so this is where I learned cue points. I learned cue points at like eight years old. Oh, like, that's beautiful. Mad early. But I wasn't a DJ then. But I still knew what the cue point was because it was spin. Like, you know, so you look at a platter, the way it spins, you can tell if it's 33, 45, how, how the middle thing moves around. Yes. So he would tell me, like, okay, so what you want is right there. So just look at that. And, like, I would just look at that. Like, that's where my cue is at. That's where my cue is at. That's how you find the cue right there. Uh, so it's like, man, shout out to my cousin, man. Where, now, did your, uh, did your father ever let you touch? No. No. But he wasn't going? He wasn't going. He wasn't going. And then, you know, nah, he wasn't, he wasn't with that. I would try. I mean, crazy story. You know, I tell people this sometimes, but it's terrible parenting. (laughs) Don't we all have them stories? (laughs) Terrible parenting, but they tell me they know they would sleep one time and I was in bed with them, whatever. And I snuck out and was able to get down into the turntables, had everything cut on except for the mixer. So I knew what to do. I just I couldn't get that one part, and they was just so in shock. How, mind you, I'm young. I'm little, real little. Like terrible parenting. Like I made it down the basement stairs, didn't fall, none of that. And got everything hooked up with Kinky the Mixer and they was just so in shock with that. So, but that's only smart ever really touched my dad's equipment. He really wasn't going for real. Word. So we we were talking off Mike and um, you know, because uh, I, I feel like you're one of the best technical DJs I know, but you can also party rock. But um, you said that you were an only child. So how did that affect you musically? Well, I mean, because most people get. And the reason why I ask, because, like, I got two older brothers and an older sister, so music was just passed down to me through yeah. them as far as, like, the current music for their time. You know what I'm saying? Like, so how, like, besides, like, your mom and dad, like, did you have friends or that influenced you with music? Or Well, when I was younger, my friends always listened to a lot of hood shit. It was always the hood <laughs> shit. Like, all the hood music. Mind you, I was really in the West Coast. Cause that was the thing, like in the early '90s. You know what I'm saying? I was really in the West Coast, but my my go-to guys, like you know what I'm saying, they're always he's always laughed at. You know what I'm saying? As an MC, but my personal favorite is Fresh Prince, Jazzy Jeff. Oh, Fresh Prince, like I mean, Will gets busy. Like, listen, hands down, that's one thing I did learn from my dad is them and Slick Rick. Like, okay. if I remember some artists that he always listened to was that and Slick Rick. But my friends listen to a lot of, like, man, I want to say, if I could think back, I know I know No Limit was crazy. That's that's a, I can th- if I think about before that, I don't even know what them niggas listen to, for real. <laughs> like, for real, for real. Like, early 90s. 
I, I, Wu Tang. Wu Tang is a big thing. Yeah. And my homeboy, shout out to Mike, got me hip to Nas. That's why okay. Nas is my favorite. Like, that's so. That's. That's pretty much what I was listening to. The same cliche shit everybody listens to. Nah, nah. I, you know, that's. I mean, that's definitely our air. Like we was just talking about off mic, it's definitely our air. So, um, how did you get your first tables? Mm. If you could, uh, or, or for this question, yeah, yeah, <laughs> nah, like, or you know, what I'm saying, like, the first piece of equipment. Like, how did you get your first piece of equipment? Okay, so my first piece of equipment. Man, I didn't really get my first piece of equipment until college. So I really bugged, so I bought it myself. Okay. Like, being the only child, like, I was spoiled, you know what I'm saying? But my family was not going. Yeah, was, yeah, absolutely. They wasn't buying that DJ stuff because they, like, you know, this is a, this is another toy. You can play with it for six months, then you ain't going to mess with it no more. But they, little day, not really wanted to do it. So I didn't get my first setup until college. And my first setup, my first setup was two Newmark direct drive turntables, two different colors. Explain that. Okay. So, direct drive is basically higher torque. So, it means it's, it's going to be stronger. Like you can hit the stop and stop. The start and stop is going boom <laughs> on the money. Now, the belt drive, if you you know you stop it, it drags a little bit. I can't really give you the technical side of it because yeah. I forgot the shit. But, like, if you stop it on the belt drive, it's going error. It don't. It ain't got the same type of strong. It ain't strong enough, basically. You know what I mean? It's okay. like basically just the play records. Yeah. So... So, like, a belt drive would be, like, the normal record player yeah, in yeah, somebody's yeah, house. Yeah, type of thing, yeah, yeah. Okay. So, like, um, how, how did you end up getting the equipment? Okay, so, so I mean, shit, I went and bought it. <laughs> 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 like, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> I, was, I mean, I was working, you know what I mean? I was in college mm -hmm. and shit. I had a couple dollars on me, but I ain't really, I knew I wanted to get 12s, but them shits was busting. I couldn't, I couldn't yeah. get them out the gate. Yeah. And me being the impatient person I am, that shit was killing me. Like, I got to get, this is what I want, but I can't get it right now. Like, you know what I'm saying? I got a couple of dollars, but niggas still broke. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so I can't yeah, just yeah, yeah. go out and just buy this right now. So, went to the pawn shop, like, every DJ story. Like, all the OGs told me that. You know yeah. I mean? like, you could, like I said, like we saw, you could buy that shit new if you want, but <laughs> to go to the pawn shop. So, went to the pawn shop, and, you know, I got a certain pawn shop I always go to. You know what I mean? So, I went there. Dude had these turntables. They was just sitting there. They was clean, you know what I mean, for what I was trying to do. So I got got both of them shits. They was the same with that turntable, was just different colors. That's so crazy. Got that. Then shot the guitar center. Got me a little bum ass mixer. Yeah, you know what, I mean? <laughs> what kind of mixer was it? It was a Stanton, a Stanton Bummy. I don't even know what to call that motherfucker. It was, <laughs> it was, a, it was a Stanton. I had that bitch for two days. And the next, man, I started slamming that crater. Fader, that motherfucker was bleeding. Like, I had to go back up there, man. So, basically, I, the next mixer I got was a Newmark mixer. Newmark, and that bad baby helped me for a minute. I shot the Newmark. I can't say nothing really too bad about Newmark mixers, man. So, let's nerd out real quick about, about the mixers. Why? Like, because as, as the, you know, a person that practiced DJ, and I practice on the controller, and we'll get into that conversation, too. What's so important about a good mixer? Well... Okay, so for my DJing, I like to cut and scratch and, you know what I'm saying, do do a bunch of other shit that niggas don't do. Yeah. So it's just like, I need my crossfader to be a certain way. Okay. Like, my, my, my big, I'm going for the crossfader first, first and foremost. <laughs> so if your crossfader is right and good, loose, and it ain't going to be, 
did I take a little beating, but it's not really a beating, you know what I mean? But it's got to be able to endure some shit, because I'm about to really, da, 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 I'm about to really go crazy on it. <clears throat> so, one thing, um, and we'll, we'll continue that conversation, but one thing, um, you know, being a Jazzy Jeff fan, um, he would talk about his crossfader, how they would put, like, I think, oil or something yeah, yeah. to make it... Contact cleaner. Get, to make it, you know what I'm saying, so they can really get busy, especially when he's doing his transformer. Well, if you really want to nerd out, you know what I'm saying? Nah, that's what we're here for. really take your shit apart. And there's these little, like, um, like these little, what's, what the hell they call Like, little nuts. You can put them in the Good table. Good paws. Good paws, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's crazy. That's yeah. Man. It's still me. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. It's still me. I'm going to put you all the way off. All right, cool. Anyway, <laughs> you can get these things from Home Depot. <laughs> you know, then you can take your take your, your, your mixture apart and then take your crossfitter out and you can put them at the ends of it so it make it like it's shorter and sharper. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So you can do that if you're really into cutting and all that. And it's ways to do it, but that contact cleaner is what everybody knows. And a lot of the mixtures back then, they might be like that now. I don't really take them apart now and fuck with them, but... You know what I'm saying? I had a I had a mixture stint. So once I had a lot of mixtures, I started taking them shits apart and seeing what's oh, I could do this and do that. So what I would usually do is contact clean it. That mm-hmm. look, that spray that everybody use, put it on the Q tip, rub that shit across there yep. real good. Both both usually mixtures have two like bars. You know what I'm saying? I hit both bars with the with the shit, get it real, you know what I mean, loose and whatever pause. Yeah. Get it real loose and then put the little piece from Home Depot on there. And then that bad baby would be crazy, man. Right. Do you remember your first party? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that sounds like yeah. like a disaster. Yeah, it definitely was, man. It definitely was a disaster, man. Was it like uh was you playing like on CDJs no, or I was playing on twelves, man. Okay. No, you gotta talk about it. That's, we got we gotta get to know you, bro. Okay, you gotta right, talk so about it. My first, 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 first official gig yes. was my cousin. You know what I'm saying? He was getting married. Oh, so like, shit. at this time, now mind you, I've been DJing on my own, you know, practicing for about a year, year and a half, two years. Like maybe a little longer than that before I even came out the house. So I, I kinda had the concept then, but yeah. DJing, but I didn't have the the reading the audience type thing. You yeah. know what I'm saying? I didn't I didn't have that shit. So I'm just thinking of playing the new stuff. So I get there, man, and he tells me to play this song, which was Rich Boy. He wanted me to play Rich Boy, throw some D's on it. Okay. He wanted me to play So this is recent. Yeah, this was recent. Okay. So he and he wanted <clears throat> to play the clean one. Now it's on vinyl. We're using vinyl. Like I was using vinyl. Yeah. Oh shit. So and I, my dumb ass. So let me just be clear. Your very first public DJ appearance, you're using vinyl. Yeah, I use vinyl. Yeah. That's dope. Use vinyl with a uh, with a bum ass Newmark mixer. Like, like <laughs> it was crazy. But yeah, definitely my first gig was with vinyl. So yeah, man, tell me to play this song. That's what he wanted. Him and his bride wanted to hear. My dumb ass played the dirty version. And it's like all these old people in there, you know what I'm saying, kids. And, uh, yeah, yeah man. like, he, he come on crazy. Rich boy selling crap. Like, you know what I mean? It was, it was like, and, I, and that's the first time I ever felt like, what do I do? Like, I, I, I'm i looking at him like, I'm, I don't want to do this no more. Like, yeah, I'm, like, I'm done with so this, man. Because I know, I know I done fucked up. Like, I know this is bad. Yeah. This is, this is not good. This is not good. So, that was my first time. And it was a, it was a disaster after that, man. Like, I couldn't. 
I couldn't get the music right because I brought all like new bangers. Something I'm not. I don't know how to read the crowd. I don't yeah. Know, I don't know anything. I just know this is what I got. So I'm bringing what I got to DJ. And he knows I'm a rookie, but he like you got to start somewhere. Yeah, start somewhere. So I get there with my shit. Like yeah, this is gonna be bad. You know what I mean? So oof. Uh, it's crazy, man. I love it. I love it. That's because that you know that builds character. You know what I'm saying? Um, so you know, I know reading a room is very, very important as a DJ. What is your particular like? How do you read a room? Like, you know, not to be like cliche, but for our party that you just did, like, how did you read that room? Well, I mean, I always was taught, you know, look for the women. Go for you're not you're not DJing for the dudes. You're not you're not DJing for dudes. You know what I'm saying? Unless it's you know, you got your homeboys now, you might want to play some shit they know, whatever, but you're yeah. trying to get the women. Now also too, a lot of people don't dance. So Absolutely not. So one one thing I always look for is just a good table dance. You know what I'm saying? Like they sit at the table, they vibing. I'm gunning for them. Now some a lot of people are followers. So once I got this table going, they're gonna be like, Okay, well, well they having fun, let me, you know what I'm saying? You know, see what they doing. So they're going to try to go off of that. So I always basically just go for the women. Get the women going. Get the women, and then after that, you know what I'm saying, the niggas going to follow. And then if they don't, they don't. But, you know, go for the women. So in 2022, you know, going for the women can mean still, like, the ratchet shit. Like, you know, like they, you know, I know the funny meme about the finger pointing yeah, the gun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I, I get that. But, you know... Do you lean towards the, the R&B side or, you know, do you go straight ratchet, you know? Well, or, I, never, or, I never go straight ratchet. Like, I never okay. I never go straight ratchet because I don't, I mean, as a DJ, I don't want to hear that shit the whole time. Like, yeah. I mean, that's just me. That, that could be why I stay where I, you know, I don't come out too much. Yeah. I don't want to hear that shit for four hours straight. I want to be able to take you on a little journey, let you hear some shit you haven't heard in a long time, like. Because I know, especially if I'm DJing my demographic, I yeah. know what was popping around this era, around our yeah, time. Yeah, you know what yeah, I mean? yeah, like yeah. Our 20s, just like, I know what was going on. So it's like, let me take you, let me take you there for a second before we just all, you know what I'm saying, fuck nigga free it all night. So, you know what yeah. I mean? I, I, I never leave off with that. Never. Right. So let's, let's, let's get into some, um, you know, some nerd talk, really. Because um, me and you always talk about blending. Mm-hmm. Um blending records versus slamming records versus knowing when to slam a record, you know, um, you know, like I said, I've been practicing, so I have a different respect for DJs, you know, in, in a crowd setting and when you practice alone, you know what I'm saying? But every everybody that I've had on the show talks about blending. What is your, what is your take on blending? How important is blending to you? Like, when it comes to a clean blend, or do, are you, do you mind, like, a dirty blend? Like, what's your concept of blending? I mean, blending is everything to me. Like, that's the, that's the key element. You know what I mean? Side note, like, when I was shot to Drastic, like, I asked him when I first started DJing. When I really got into it, I asked him. Wait, questions. you was what? When I first started DJing, I had DJ Drastic. Oh, I thought you said you were signed to Drastic. Nah, nah. Oh, I was going to say, I ain't know that part. <laughs> nah, I'm asking some questions. You nah, know, yeah, yeah, shout out to Drastic, you know, he's, You know, he's crazy with the cuts and all that. Yeah, yeah, I'm absolutely. I'm into that type of thing, so it's just yeah, like, I'm asking some questions. That. But he told me the main thing, man, is to focus on mixing and blending. 
And I took that, and that's the main thing I focus on is mixing and blending. So to answer your question, blending is everything. Like, I'm me. This is my opinion. I don't do the slamming shit. I try to avoid it as much as possible. I think it's ass. You know what I'm saying? Honestly. No, that's, I mean. I mean like, if you, if that's, that's your go-to. I think that's trash. I think you're trash for that. Like, if you don't attempt to do the mix, even if it, I mean, if it don't go after a couple times, then, you know what I'm saying, do that. But it's always going to be mixing for me. Always. Always. I'm never going. I try to pride myself in going a whole party without slamming. Like, never. Like, I'm going to mix everything. Like, yeah. it's because I know, I can say I know music. I know music yeah. enough. I know the keys, you know, how to get it to where it's going to be and all that. So, do you, do you, um, I know you mix, I know you set up by BPMs. Mm -hmm. Do you blend by key or just BPMs? Well, a little bit of both. Because just because you said, this is because, because, it's the same BPM. Don't mean it's gonna go. Absolutely. Don't, don't mean it's gonna, I'm it learning that mean shit. It's gonna sound right. <laughs> like it could be. I mean, dead on BPM. That shit could still sound crazy. Yeah. So it's a little bit of both and your ear. Like even though we all use Serato and all that type of shit, but you still kind of gotta listen to. You know, you can't just look at the waveforms. You kind of gotta listen to that shit a little bit to yeah. see like, okay, is this gonna jump off here? You know, what I mean, to, to see where it's at with it, and you kind of gotta know your music a little bit. One thing I do notice, um, sometimes you DJ without headphones. Yeah. How, like, how, bro? Like, how the fuck? Like, I really, well, you let me practice a little bit at the live show. Like, I didn't have a headphone. Uh, no, I had the headphones in, but you didn't have the headphones. And I was like, how are you doing this without headphones? I mean, shit. First thing, so nice. You know, yes, you know what I'm saying. Like, Talk about it. I'm nice, and and two, like you know, shit. We use a Serato, man. That shit right there. Like you know, I mean, a lot of the music. If you playing, you know, I practice a lot. So a lot of shit I'm playing out. I didn't practice this shit in my my basement, fifty five times. Even if it is new, I didn't went back and forth with certain little areas. Like, okay, I can cut it here. I do this here. You know what I'm saying. So I didn't listen to that shit so much. I know it. I know where it's at. I got my shit set to a point to where it's going. You know what I mean? We there. I ain't really need. I need the headphones for the, I guess, the look. You know, I got some nice headphones. Like I got some with me, but for the most part, like I don't you know. They there. I can yeah. use them. But so, how do you feel about like DJs that go from like, like we was talking about, um, like seventy two BPMs to like one hundred and twelve BPMs? Like, I mean, look. Again, that's that's that slamming shit. I think that shit is ass. Like, I mean, because we all know how they gonna do it. They gonna they gonna set it up by yelling, talking, you know what I'm saying? They're talking to the song. Now some people are into that. You feel me? I can't speak for everybody else. We were talking about DJ Dame, <laughs> and DJ Dame is not for that shit. That shit is not. I don't like that shit. I don't care. I don't care what you play. Yeah. Like the fact that you went from this to this, like that's not dope to me. Like nah, I don't give a fuck. Like, I don't care what it is. Like fam, that's oh, that's crazy. Man. Why? So how do you, how do you feel about talking on the mic? Because I know that you. You know, you're not a big talker. You're more of an action dude. Yeah. Um, so how do you feel about talking on the mic, or why don't you? Well, I mean, far as talking on the mic, I just always... I'm really a shy dude, you know what I'm saying? I'm not really a... I'm yeah. more of a... What's the word I'm saying? Introvert? Yeah, yeah, say, yeah, you know yeah, yeah. I'm not yeah. really an outgoing person. So talking on the mic has always been kind of, you know, kind of woozy. I don't really know what to say, you know what I'm saying? Tip your bartenders. Yeah. You know I, mean? yeah. I, don't, I don't really know... 
I don't really want to sing the song with you. I want you to catch what I'm doing. And everybody in the hands go up. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not. That and they guy. stay there. Like nah, yeah, nah, nah. I, I fuck around because I'm so technical trying to get this mix to go. Because I'm mixing up here. I'm mixing. I'm mixing. I'm not slamming, baby. We mixing up here. So I'm mixing, and me trying to talk and mix, I might fuck something up. So I'm just like, let me focus on DJing. Now I understand. It, it is. It is necessary. And I do feel like sometimes I do myself a disservice by not talking on the mic because I'm a funny dude. You know what I mean? I'm a cool guy, man. <laughs> but, you know what I'm saying? I don't know, man. It's, we getting there. You know, I say hello sometimes. Whatever. Yeah, yeah. Nah, I'm going I'm to I'm I'm be your hype, man. Now, how do you feel about DJs that only use controllers to DJs that only use 1200s? I mean, okay, so... I really don't have no issue with it, honestly. Is if you know my issue is if we don't know what you're doing. You know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. if, you, if you got a controller, you know I work that motherfucker. I mean, who am I to say anything? Like you know, you know what you're doing. You know how to test the platter. You you doing your mixes right? Anything sounding good to me? Like I ain't, I ain't really got no beef with it because if you want to get technical, it's niggas that got controllers that can mix better than niggas that got vinyl and twelves. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like you got all that. You got twelve. All that shit. You still can't. Mixer blend. Should be trash. Do you do you pause? Do you touch the vinyl different than you touch a controller? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Like sure. what what's the what's the like I mean for for a person like me that really doesn't rock on vinyl or really rock on a twelve, like, you know, I got as Dami would call my shit my little bullshit controller. It definitely it definitely gets the job done. Um, how how like what's the touch for you? Like what's the feel? Okay, so well, there's levels to it. So now we got so much technology. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm more of a heavy-handed DJ. So a lot of the shit we got now, like you got the phase, that works for a nigga like me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But then when you really touching, using needles, and if you're using needles on vinyl, it's still different. Now, if you're using needles on Serato, you're still using vinyl, but it's still, it's certain modes you can be in where you can still do your shit. That needle ain't going to go nowhere. Okay. That don't even matter. Like you got absolute relative mode. You know what I mean? That type of shit. That's some other nerd. Nah, shit, talk about it. But yeah, so okay, so Serato, they got absolute mode. Absolute mode is supposed to be like close to the closest to vinyl as possible. So okay. it's, it, it, that bitch can jump, do whatever. It can, oh shit. It can do whatever. <laughs> and then you got relative mode. Relative mode is still using vinyl with your needles, but it's like the Serato version, I guess you could say shit. And it, it ain't gonna go nowhere. Like it, it, it's only gonna fuck up if your needle fucked up. For real, for real. Like you can, you can hit that motherfucker, it's not gonna do nothing. It's gonna stay in the same spot. Cause it's that's just how it is. Which one do you prefer? Well, I prefer relative mode. You know what I mean, okay. personally. But now you got the phase though. You know what I mean? The phase you ain't even using no needles. So yeah. You put that bitch in. And that's what you had at the that's, show. That's why I uh, used the show. But okay. Sometimes you know technology you doing some bullshit, so you still might have to bust out your needles. You know what I mean? So I'm always gonna use relative mode because you, you ain't needle gonna go no. You know what I mean? So you know. um... We, we've had talks recently, and you recently got a new controller. Um, but do you do you prefer, like, 12s? Like, is that your home base? Like, yeah. that's your comfort zone? Like, you got a controller because it's, I mean, obviously, it's easier to move around, and you don't have to carry them big-ass crates with the 12s. But if you if you had to choose, like, all right, Dame, I'll hire you to do this event, you can use either or. Which one is you usually going to bring? Well... That kind of, that's a good question because usually I kind of determine it about what I got to bring. Like, if it's an event where I ain't got to bring sound, you know what I'm saying? I bring my 12s. 
And if I gotta bring my speakers and all that, my sub, all that, then I might bring my controller out. You know what I'm saying? But the controller I got, it spins like, you know what I'm saying, turntables. That's why I got that one. Because I like that. My home base is gonna be 12s. I started, I started out on 12. I started on turntables and then 12. So I started out on turntables. So the spinning thing is always going to be home base. I'm always going to, I'm preferred a set of 12s and a good mixer. You know what I'm saying? Depending on whatever's going on. Now, how do you feel about like uh, DJs that use sound effects for transitions? I mean, again, it's cool. You know like, because I mean? all the tools are there, right? Like, you know, I, I mean, even what what I've learned is like, you know, I can bam, 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 and go to a different record or, you know, I get the the air horn and technically I'm not all the way there yet. The concept I got down, but like, would you be like, you know what I'm saying? Give a nigga the look like. Okay, now, again, if you're going from a 72, like we just said, a 72 yeah. to a 110, and you just because you just trying to cover that with that horn, yeah, that's trash to me. That's yeah. this is my opinion. Yeah, nah, that's, that's trash about. to me. Like, yeah, that's I, that's not nothing. So, again, to answer your question, if you're using the air horn or effects like that, that shit is whack. But if you still if you getting busy and you throw a little something in there to spice up your set, that mm-hmm. shit is hard. If you if you use it right, but if you just use it as a crutch because you know you deep down inside you trash, like <laughs> then motherfucking that shit whack for real for real. You know what I'm saying? But. So, do you... I know you get busy with the scratches. That's your, your thing. Do you consider yourself, a, like, a turntablist? Um, well, I don't really want to use that title because they have, they put turntablists in a whole other, like, something else. Like they, So, they say yeah. you, you can just do that. You can't do this because you're a turntablist. So, I am not a turntablist. Like, but I can get busy with that shit. Like, yeah. I can do all that shit. But I can come and do your party and play that old school shit and play what you want to hear and still get that bitch going with my turntableist type of shit. Like, I'm not going to really get in there and do a whole DMC set, yeah. but I'm going to cut and scratch in what I'm doing because that's how I DJ. And most people know, they know that. They either book me for that, they know that's what, yeah. that's what I'm coming with. Like, I'm not going to lose myself DJing for nothing because this is something I'm passionate about, you know what I'm saying? So I'm going to yeah. do what I want to do. So at the top of the show, I was talking about that uh, DJ that battle that I went to mm-hmm. that you was rocking out. Like Definitely got rocked. Explain that, explain, like, that situation. Um, you know, I got to experience it firsthand, but explain how that all came about, like, well, being it was a DJ the, uh, battle. That was actually my second DJ battle. My first DJ battle was BHB. Shout out to BHB. Shout out to BHB. At the hip-hop, uh, hip-hop Expo. He's a living legend. And, you know what I'm saying, so this battle, I kind of already knew, because like I told you before, like, we always talk, I am a nerd for this shit. Like, I watch... Yeah. A lot of my social media is DJs. Yeah. Like, so I watch all them battles from like from shit the eighties to the nineties. Like from I, Jeff the A track to all that shit. All them people were like scratch pickles. Yes, yes. All that shit. Like I watched <laughs> all of that. So I knew when I was going to this battle that the battle you went to two times two festival, I wanted to do that type of shit. So mm-hmm. I really got into a whole bag and plus I already watched that shit anyways. So it was just something that I just, I wanted to do that type of thing, and it just came about, man. They post, posted flyers, shit, I just got in it, and got robbed, man. Yeah, because I think you, you got second place, right? Yeah, I got second. And 
I, I I remember just because I mean that was early in the IG days. Like I'm screaming like ah, like wilding out. But I, you know, I that was a. Uh, I remember you just invite me out like, bro, I'm, I'm doing this battle. Come out, and I'm like, hell, like, nigga, I love this shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, I love this shit. Like, so, what is your? Do you have like a, a, a favorite record that you like to scratch or a favorite sound that you like to scratch or, you know? Well, the favorite sound is mm-hmm. usually the, you know what I'm saying, the cliche sound. Ah, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? The, who is that? I think it's Five Five Freddy or something like that. Some shit like that. But the the regular sounds you always hear. That, them is the best sounds, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Usually, if, depending on the song too, like if I mix, I could catch a song and catch a certain part of it where I could really kill that, you know what I mean, with the cuts or whatever. But yeah. I'm more so, so. Do, you, do you have like a scratch crate? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I got a scratch crate with, with all these sounds and you know what I mean certain things like because with the battle scene you know with that they they talk their shit they talking their shit with the records so you gotta have little little snippets of little shit where they talking crazy whatever you cut it in that type of thing so I got a whole crazy ass crazy 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 scratch crate. Yeah, because like every time I see you warm up, um, you know, you always warm up scratching. And I'll be like, you know, I'll be peeping like, oh, shit. Um, How do you how do you feel about DJs that can't scratch? I mean, what is a DJ if you can't scratch? So they say, but. But on the other hand, you know what I mean? Like, it ain't always about scratching, you know what I mean? Because I, I know DJs that can't scratch, bro. Yeah, I do too. Oh, listen. That, we, if we're going to talk about it, we can talk about it. Yeah, but, I know, D, I, like, I know popular DJs. Yeah, I do too. Like, oh, bro, you don't know how to scratch, do you? Like, okay. I know a bunch of them. But <laughs> the thing is, if you if you got if your mixing is, is up to par with me, you know what I'm saying? If your mixing is nice... I ain't tripping off you scratching. As long as you know I bring your mix in, cool. If you can just hit it, you know, wicked, wicked, just a little bit to bring your shit in, and it's good, I'm cool. Like, you ain't even got to be a, you know what I'm saying, a crazy scratch dude or like that. Now, is it dope for me to see it? Yeah, I like to see it. Like, I really yeah. be like, oh, that, that nigga crazy with it. You know what I'm saying? Right. Um, now, I know you're not a big party, party guy as far as, like, going out. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But... Can you enjoy yourself when you do go out? Say, you know, you and your peoples go out. You want to have a good time. You're not working. You want to get a drink. Can you enjoy yourself? <laughs> All right. Or, or is it always turned on? It's always turned on with me. Like, I'm going to keep it a bang. Like, yeah. it's, it's always turned on. It's never turned off. Like, if I listen anything, any if, you, if, you, if you're a DJ, if, if I hear any type of... Blend or something. I'm all ears. I'm 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 on it right now. What's up? What are you doing right now? Like I'm I'm listening. But as far as going out, man, it's definitely complicated because I'm definitely judging. I ain't even gonna stunt. I'm I'm looking up. I'm seeing what you're doing. When you do something, you've been with me to where we didn't see some DJs do something bad. I'm looking right at you. I'm looking like I, I wasn't even gonna bring that you up. Feel me? Hey, we talking. We talking. I, I, listen, shout, we, shout, shout out to Craig. Listen, we been in some places, man, where we didn't see some. <laughs> Do something, man. We just look over. And like, just stop and look like. Man, which, all right, cool, cool, cool. You know, what I mean? but whatever. Yeah. But it's just, it is what it ain't. You know what I'm saying? So I do got some homies that you know DJ the club every night. If I decide to go out, I'll base it off of that. Like you know what I mean? Like oh, who's DJing? And uh-huh. I'd be like, oh, that's my no, I fuck with him. You know what I mean? But then yeah. some niggas like, nah, I'm not. Now, um, I remember you had uh, you had a joint at Two Truths. 
Yeah. I hate the pandemic kind of, you know, got in the way of all that. And then, you know, obviously the situation they had. But how how was that having your own, you know what I'm saying? Even though it was a short run, obviously, because the world changed. But how did it feel having that, you know what I'm saying? Man. Was that was that stressful for you? Or man, was shout out to O-Shark, though. That was, you know what I'm saying? That was O-Shark's mm-hmm. group, man. I shout out mm-hmm. to O-Shark for that, man. I appreciate yeah. that. But uh, Two Truths was fun, man. And let me tell you why Two Truths was fun. Because when I first got that gig, my goal was to get people to come inside from the street. You know what I'm saying? You know, mm. where, you know where it was at, like that downtown area. So yeah. people, people's going to be walking Fit around. Yeah, people's <laughs> going to be moving around. So my goal was to let me get into a bag to where I'm everywhere with it. I'm not just in this one genre. I'm in this pop. I'm in 80s pop. I'm everywhere. Like, I'm just doing everything I could do to get people to come in from outside. You know what I'm saying? To, to, to catch these vibes, what I'm, what I'm giving you right now. Because I'm not just giving you normal music. I'm giving you everything from rhythmics, all type of shit. I'm going everywhere with it. So that was a lot of fun, man. That was, that was a fun gig because I got to really play a whole bunch of other shit that I don't normally get to play. So let's let's get into that bag because I was going to ask about, you know, hip-hop is so traditional as far as like, oh, okay, you got to learn how to blend, you know what I'm saying, you got to have the bangers, whatever. I know, I personally know you love other genres. I know you your 80s bag, 80s pop bag, let's just put it like that. How do you blend those '80s pop records? Because, you know, the the sound is just different. The, mm-hmm. You know, the, I mean, the shit sounds plastic sometimes. You know what I'm saying? It's the shit that I love, but it sounds like a Casio keyboard presetting yeah. on those beats. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, um, how how does that work with your your blending? And also, how does that work with your scratching when you're playing? pop records like 80s pop records like well see when it comes to that like usually a lot of those songs had in the 80s had a lot of good like breakdowns you know what mm-hmm. i'm saying they, they had a good like breakdown in the middle of it you could catch it and do some cuts off of that and then bring it back to the top type thing like that but the way i mix it for real for real is i really listen to it like i didn't a lot of these songs i'm mixing i know these motherfuckers i ain't really out djing too often where i don't know what I'm playing. Like, I know what I'm about to play. If it's a four-hour set, I know what's what's going to happen. I know where I'm going with it. So a lot of this shit, I didn't play it numerous times. So I know it would blend well with this. Like, I just know. Like, I know yeah. this song. Like, I know certain 80s songs that go dope with the 2000 song. Easy. Like, I just mm. know it. For one, you got BPMs. That's, when, sure. that's the cheat code. <laughs> you know what I mean? But then, just listening to it all, that's going to go. And it's going. It's a shock value. Because I'm like, how the hell, especially if you're in a an audience that's seasoned. You know what I mean? That yeah. know a little something. They're going, oh, how the hell you get that to go with that? And Yeah, I know. It's, it's crazy. I know I did that. As as a DJ, too, would like... So we're in that... Uh, we, we're in that recycle period, right? It was like, you know, Puff had that recycle period where he sampled everything from the 80s. And now everything from the 2000s is being sampled. Like... So is that is that like a cheat code for you? Like, um, you know, uh, perfect example is Crush on You with Little Kim and C's, obviously. So King Combs, yeah. Puff Son redid it with Kodak Black. Like, would you, would that be like, all right, I'm going to go here because I know this is nostalgia, but I'm, now I'm going to bring in this new record. Or is that just like, ah, that's too basic? Well, no, I would. But see, that, that ain't took off yet. 
You know what I'm saying? That, that King Kong song ain't took off yet. People want to I mean, hear that's that. why we talk about it. Because they, they going to they gonna hear that yeah. beat and then be like, oh, okay. <laughs> and then hear King Kong's coming. It's like, all right, man, play, play the little thing version. Yeah. But, you know what I'm saying? But it is kind of a cheat code. You know what I mean? But uh, what'd you say? <laughs> he he lit, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> like, do do you uh, do you prefer like mixing those old records? That, basically, that's what I'm asking. Do you prefer mixing them old records with the new records that sample them? It's fun. It's 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 cool. I don't prefer it, but yeah. it's fun. You know, what I'm saying it's, it's easy. It's wild easy, but sometimes it's not. You know, sometimes it's not. But for the most part, yeah, it's cool. If it go, it go. But usually, what I would try to do is. I usually try to DJ like old school and new school, like back to back. So if I play something old, I'm going to play something new. So kind of I might do that, but then yeah. again, I want to stay away from that song. So O-Sharp, uh, he, he had told me, you know, um, and I'll, I'll probably always shout him out because he's part of the reason why I do Needle to the Groove. Um, he was like, when you want to get a new record off, he's like, you got to sandwich it. And basically... Yeah. Yeah. What that means is you play a, a familiar record, you play the new record that you want to get off, and then you play a familiar record. Do is that is that rules to you? Is that like yeah, yeah? When it comes to something new, new, mm-hmm. and you're using your DJ ear because your DJ ear and everybody else's ear. You know what I'm saying? What you might think is going to be a heater, they might think it's trash. So you gotta the sandwich method is always good. That that's that's I thought that was all DJs. You know what I'm saying? Go to. Yeah, I mean, yeah. all the good ones, I thought, like, shit. Because you, you can't just come out the gate with some new shit. Nobody knows it. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. This was a while ago, but wasn't you at Charlie Bear? Mm-hmm. Like, and you was with IQ, right? Yeah, shout out to IQ, man. So every time, like, IQ gets brought up, in, in my conversations, I bring up you. Mm-hmm. Um... Did y'all practice a lot together? Yeah, like me and IQ, like for real, for real, came up in the in the ranks. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like a lot of that shit, we learned a lot of shit together. Like far as the, because IQ gets busy too with the cuts and shit. Yeah, you know he, like, he does. So, a lot of that shit, man. He at, at one point he was a nerd for it, you know what I mean? But now he kind of, you know, what I'm fell back. And I just, I still stick at it. You know, what I mean? I'm yeah. still, I'm still trying to learn that shit and get doper and doper as the days progress. Yeah. I, I just remember going to Charlie Bear and then, you know what I'm saying, like, you know, shout out to Cornbread, you know, we always talk about Cornbread, cornbread. he uh, he definitely talked about the days that y'all used to practice. Yeah, and, yeah for sure, man, like, we just, shit, man, we practice for hours, man, like, like we watch it, he'll find someone on YouTube and send me that shit, and I'm gonna try to learn it, and then he'll find another, he'll find another one and try to learn that shit, and then we just combine that shit, because certain things I can pick up faster, like, yeah. You know what I mean? Scratching and beat juggling was my thing. IQ was more so, he like, he wanted to learn the tricks with the beat juggling. So I want to take his tricks, you know, I want to learn his tricks. Like, you know what I'm saying, behind the back, shit like that, because I'm a fat nigga. So it's kinda <laughs> hard, me too, nigga. It's kind of hard to try to move that, you know what I'm saying, do that shit. So it's just like, shout out to my nigga, though. That's my nigga. Man. Yeah. How important is practicing defense? I mean... Because, again, uh, you know, we could talk about niggas being whack niggas being good I practice and I'm not I'm not good yet and you know and I, and I say that humbly because I respect the craft um, you know I treat the craft like I tell people don't, call, don't I'm not DJ Trap Dave 
I'm not. I'm Trav Day, the podcast guy, the music guy, whatever. But I'm not DJ Trav Day because I think that's a title you gotta earn. And even though I do practice, I'm not there yet. You know, one day I think I'll be there because you know, again, I love it. But how important is practicing for you? Well, for me, I want it to be dope. Like when I when I step out, I want to do something different than what you heard. And me being in this city, you know, what I'm saying I want to be different. Like I. A lot of niggas ain't gonna do what I'm gonna do. Like they just, they just not. Some of them can't do that shit, and they just not gonna do that. So practice for me is like, it's a major factor because I want to be good. I don't want. I might, this is my name here, and I don't want to be. I don't want to embarrass myself because, like I just told you earlier, I am a shy dude. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I don't want. I want all good praise coming my way. You know what yeah. I'm saying? I don't want to get up there and bomb. So you know, what I mean? that's why I practice the way I practice. Like I practice still. To this day, I've been DJing now, man, probably, shit, 10-15 years. Somewhere around there. I'm still, every seven days a week, I probably practice maybe at least five, at least three hours of, of something. Like, a, a, a yeah. little shit. Like, either I'm just mixing. I might just mix. Just mix. I'll do a whole little set in my, in my head. Well, what was funny is um, the day that I had you come through when we was recording, what we were talking about, um, you got on my little controller and within 10 seconds, you had Reese's attention. Like, you know what I'm saying? Because they didn't know you. They knew they know DJ Dame, but they don't know that's you. That's why I practice. And, you know what I'm saying? So I'm like, nah, well, Dame, that's my man, blah, blah, blah. He gonna do it for me. He gonna do the show. Woo-woo-woo. And you were doing a G-Unit set. And I swear, it was like 10 seconds. And then the group chat, Reese was like, oh, yeah, he's perfect, bro. Like, I heard what he did with the G-Unit set. And I swear, it was like... 10 seconds and he just knew and that made everybody you know confident and I already I was gonna champion you anyway they already know how I do <laughs> you know but they that made them like damn he just did that that fast like you know what I'm saying so again man I am a nerd for this DJ <clears throat> shit like this DJ shit is a is a big thing for me like it's, it's, it's major that's why I'm so critical of other DJs you know what I'm saying? That's why I always be looking like... So how do you take criticism? Oh, I mean, I take it... Uh, what's that saying? With a grain of salt? I don't mm, know, whatever yeah. that means, but... You know what I'm saying? Because I, I know we, we got some of the same OGs that be... You know, that can be bugging out sometimes. Yeah, I mean, I, I take criticism because I'm not, I'm not perfect. I'm, yeah. not, I'm not the best DJ in the world. Yeah. Maybe in the city. But <laughs> I not, love it! Not in, the, not in the world, but you know what I'm saying? So I definitely take... I definitely take criticism because I'm not perfect. Yeah. And I don't know everything. Like, you're never too old to learn. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, I'll take what you're saying now. If you're talking some bullshit, and I know you're just talking, it's yeah. like, all right, okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, I got you. Yeah. But for the most part, y'all, I got no problem with criticism. It's part of life, man. Yeah, Everything's not going to be sweet. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Um, who's your top three DJs? Oh, man. You know what I'm saying? Local or are we doing no, local? we're doing your top three DJs. My top three DJs? Okay. Yes. First things first is Jazzy Jeff. Jazzy Jeff is my... The Magnificent. Jazzy Jeff is my top. Then after that, it'll be DJ Scratch. And I mean... Man, let me say it out one more. I gotta go... Shout this, out to Scratch. This might sound crazy, man. And he really ain't... He really ain't got no skills for real. Like he's kind of trash DJing, but it's Funk Master Flex. Flex, <laughs> what Flex bring after thirty years of being on air 
It's the energy you can't deny. Yeah, man. It's like it's yeah, flex man. gives you either you're gonna love flex or you're gonna hate flex or you're gonna hate that you love flex. That's where I'm at with it. That's I'm, that's where I'm at. With you it. know. That's where I'm at. That's with that's, it. that's flex. But let's be let's be clear. New York. <laughs> you know how flex talk. I've heard tapes of Flex from 93, getting busy. I heard tapes from 96, getting busy. I heard tapes from 02, getting busy. His um, 4th of July weekend tapes, getting crazy, man. busy. Crazy. So, you know, I, I think I think DJing is like, you can get lazy, yeah, right? Sure. <laughs> you can get lazy if, you, if you're really good, but then you got to... Gotta show up when it's game time. But that's what I, that's that's my issue. You know, it's a lot of DJs, man. Like, who? Why would you want to get lazy? Like, if this is your thing, some people, some for some people, this is their job. You know what I'm saying? And I want to be the best at my job. You know what I mean? I want to continue to get better as a DJ. Like, yeah. nigga, it's a 12 year old out there somewhere right now that would fuck me up on the turntables. That like a 12 year old. Yeah, absolutely. I've so seen it's videos. like you know what I mean. <laughs> that that just that always makes me want to just get better. Like I just want to be dope. But let, let me let's have some real talk real quick. Why don't you come outside more and DJ more, bro? I mean, like I I know how dope you are. I think you know the DJ community knows how dope you are. But then again, there's people like you know people from my podcast that didn't know and they heard you for ten seconds and they realized like oh shit. And like I said, you know, I think the comparison with you and IQ come up as far as technical and getting busy. But it's like, I always just wonder, like, why don't you come outside and be like, yo. Well, I mean. I know you're shy and I get it. But, you know, like, why don't you like be like, yo, Trav, I need a manager or I need. Like, That's a valid question. I mean, Because everybody knows, you know, from O Sharp to book to the king to you know the usual suspects like we all know you get busy but it's like the the word is damn just don't come outside that's a fact that's just the word bro I mean, and it i mean as as your friend like it just pisses me off because it's like if i was as dope as dame nigga what nigga? I'll be out of this world. I'll be out of this world, nigga. But see, that's the that's the issue I've always had with DJ. I've always got caught up in so much in the technical side of it, and I didn't really focus on the business side of it. And far as like going outside, like shit, I always set my shit up to where I'm just good at the crib. Like I mean, <laughs> I, I, never, I never, I never, respect really been, it. I never really been a people person because you know, I never really went out looking for hoes or like that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then when it comes to the music, like. I can hear that shit in my crib. Like, I'm more of a... I don't like a lot of people touching me and shit. Like, it sounds... I know it sounds crazy. No, know? it's It sounds real weird, life. but... But as a DJ, I can stay behind that motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? And do my thing up there. And I ain't worried about you motherfuckers. Now, as far as I have an issue with selling myself. I'm not the biggest... No. I know how to DJ and I zoned in on DJing. I ain't know how to... I ain't know how to market myself, none of that shit, promote myself, none of that. So this, you see how I am with IG. Like, yeah. I'm just not good at that type of thing, but I know how to DJ. So me going outside thing, it might have just been, I don't know, man. It's it's, it's, it's rough. Maybe maybe lazy. Maybe. I, now, I don't think it's that. I don't think it's that because whenever I call you, you show up. Because so, you're niggas. I know, but 
whenever you have to redo, you show up and you and you you know. So I think everybody knows. It's just um, the city. Let's say the DJ pool in the city is not that big. Mm-hmm. I don't want to say not talented because there is some it's talented DJs. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's some. I'll, 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 I'll let you say that. No, it's, uh, it's you know, some. I, Still want them to come to Nita to the groove. So. Oh, okay, all right. All right, all right. <laughs> but nah, like I just feel like you you deserve you deserve um, a, a bigger platform than even this right here. And this is not even that big. It's just it was important for me. Um, you know, we talked about it. We talked about it. You held me down. It was important for me to like let Dame tell this story. Um, my last question will be, what is the most rewarding part of DJ? Uh, pulling off like something, something that I did that I, something I thought of like myself, like, and I just, it's a, it's a mix or a blend or something I didn't did that where nobody's done it. I know I ain't seen nowhere, so ain't nobody did it yet. I came up with this and I do it somewhere live and people are like, oh shit, that was crazy. Like, how you do that? That's the, that's a really good feeling for me, like, cause I know, I mean, I'm really serious about this shit. Like, this DJ, yes. this DJ shit is really something. It's really important to me. Like, no matter if I'm out, not if I'm in my basement or if I'm in thousands of people, it's always going to be the same love for it, nonetheless. Like, I love this shit. So, it's like the rewarding part is just be seeing people happy off of something that I could just do. That's just fun for me. Like, this is fun for me. I'm having fun with this, and I can make you happy. Yeah. Where you feel some type of way, like your wedding or something. I done made a memorable moment with some shit to where I was just really, you know what I'm saying, blowing the tree and was like, oh, this was, that was pretty dope, huh? Like, yeah, because we have officially made you <laughs> the DJ for WWE TV. Like, hey, man, I appreciate that. Man. <laughs> you know, that, every event that, that we was, have. That was another important <clears throat> thing. I appreciate that because, like you said, <clears throat> the other podcast members didn't know me. You yeah, know they, they, they didn't never know. heard me DJ. They don't know what's going to happen right now. They're like, man. You know what I'm saying? Trav, like, I know you DJ Trav, but what's, I don't know this nigga. Yeah. So for them, you know what I mean? Like, to hear me DJ for a hot second in my audio, this is it. But that's that was rewarding, too. And it's so, yeah. like, more than you know that. Because that podcast meant a lot to me. Like, I told you that. Like, yeah, I, was really excited, I was really excited about that. Like, damn, this is this about to be dope for real. And I'm about to kill this shit. You know what I'm saying? But that was that was rewarding, too, man. I appreciate y'all for that, too. Man. Yeah, man. It was, uh, you know, it was very important to us. Um, as a whole and you know once I get them you know on board and excited about shit you know I, I know it's gonna be good and you know once it was over they was like yo Dame Dame Sherrod I'm like absolutely like I was gonna champion the nigga anyway like I don't know what y'all was <laughs> that was gonna be my go to but it is what it is man, like I appreciate that. I really do man. I look bro that, man. you're very talented you're very smart you're very dope um, whatever you need for me, bro. Like as far as like promotion, like getting out there, or if you know somebody, I need a DJ. Like, just let me open up. That's all I ask. But hey, let's, <laughs> just, just let just let me open up. And like we talked about off of you know some off mic. Uh, you know I got the shit, bro. You can come through and work out. Yeah, I, where, I definitely need to do so that. So we could take my shit. We could. That's that's for sure. Yeah, I definitely need to do that. Bring you off some bread, that's whatever. Like, that's that's no problem. Nah, man, I, lo- I love this shit, and you know, it's so fun to have these conversations with my DJ friends that love this shit too. 
It makes it uh, so easy, man. So I want to thank you for coming to Needle to the Groove. Hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. I don't know if we're done yet. This has got to be said. Like, I listen to this podcast. Talk about it. I listen to this podcast from the moment, from the moment you started it <laughs> till this episode is going to happen or not happen. It's going to happen. <laughs> I listen to everything. And I heard a DJ come on here to say he is the coldest with the blends and ain't nobody in the city messing with him with the blends. Now, I got the sound bite too, but I don't know if we're going to get that dope in to play that. We not going to do okay, that. Okay, cool. But I'm going to tell you, now I ain't going to say no names. You know what I'm saying? I ain't going to do that. But I'm going to tell you first things first. You don't. You don't have the coldest blends in the city. You don't. And there's definitely a nigga here that can get with you with those blends in the city. And I will test that theory. You know who you are. Y'all can go back and listen. Y'all should go back and listen to it anyway because it's my nigga Trap Page podcast. So go back and listen to him. Y'all go back and listen to him and y'all find out who that is. And I'm testing that theory. I got the coldest blends. Everybody knows. You know my message in the city. That's cat. That's the biggest cat I've ever heard. That's cat. And you are my, you my nigga though. You my nigga. This ain't no, this ain't like down or nothing like that. You my nigga. But I'm telling you. I'm telling you. With them blends, not and i'm here to test that theory whenever you're ready jesus christ i love it i love it it's all love man it's all competitive you know nature it's all love um man i just want to thank you for coming through needle to the groove um thank you for everybody rocking you know i do it's your boy trad day dj dame needle to the groove we out of here peace